I wait, just, wait, can you go back really quick? Uh-oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. You were making six figures a year before you did e-com. Yeah. I was making six figures a year. Nice, nice. Okay. And I, I quit my six-figure salary job to become a carpenter. You know, pretty much. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Right? Like, you also do that? <laughs> that's wow. it. That's it. No, so... Um, Welcome to this episode of the Ecom Profit Podcast. Today we're joined by a special guest. And wait, I didn't even introduce ourselves. I am Las Chavez. He is Richard motherfucking Tell. And then we got, who we got in the house, baby? We got Reggie, baby. What's up? What's up, guys? What's going on today? What's up, man? Nothing, just chilling. I'm having an amazing time. Um, Decided to fly out, catch up with you guys. You know, getting you know getting ready for Q4. Um, Just pumped, just super pumped to be here. Super pumped to just absorb it all from you guys. Nice, nice. So before before we get started with anything, I know Laz and I have a few questions that we want to ask you. But can you tell people exactly what you do, um, how you started doing it? Sure. And 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 just your everyday life. Yeah, so um, I dumpster dive. No, no, sir. No, so um, actually, I, I was an IT professional. Um, I used to help small and mid-sized businesses harness the power of technology to reach their business goals. Basically, um, I would help companies find IT um, services or um, provide solutions for their business. And I loved it. I did it for the last eight years. Um, and I remember in 2016, I saw an ad to learn how to make money online by building okay. stores and the rest was history so yeah so what do you do right now so right now i'm a full-time dad Shit. husband entrepreneur um karate instructor uncle friend you know you know maybe a coach I don't how know. do you have time for all that stuff i have that. time for all that because we built um, assets, our businesses take care of us, right? And so, um, when you get to a point where you're able to hire individuals to run your business, um, you now have time to focus on your passions. Nice, nice. So, yeah. l- let me ask you. And by the way, guys, we have this little rinky dink set up here because we're not obviously we're not prepared to have a third person <laughs> on the podcast. So, Laz and I have to squeeze we're into a little real close, Richard. That's right. That's yeah. right. We're getting we're here on the little spot over here while Reggie has the, the big big boy table over there. He's the guest. He's yeah. a guest. That's so it. he gets to have my special seat of honor. Yep. Um, he's on the right side today. So special. So special. Reggie, I have a question for you, what man. What up? What up? So when you when you first started, a lot of people when they start in e-commerce, they don't mm-hmm. have the support of their family. You oh, would man. be pr- uh, primarily your wife. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about how it was when when you first got started? And just be 100% honest with us. Yeah, like, definitely. Did, so, was she supportive? Um, so in 2016, I think my wife thought I was going through a midlife crisis. Because when you started this, when I started this, because she was just like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with my husband. You know, financially, I was already making six figures a year. We we had, we just bought our home. You know, I just, can you go back really quick? uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You were making six figures a year before you did e-com. Yeah. I was making six figures a year. Nice. Nice. And I I quit my six figure salary job to become a carpenter, you know, pretty much. No, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Right? Like, you also do that? <laughs> that's wow. it. That's it. No, so um, I, I literally got promoted in 2016 to become a team lead. That same week, I realized I couldn't do this any longer. Um, and it was after an event. I, I had attended an e-commerce event in Tampa 
where I was I saw individuals making money online and having the freedom that I want I wanted. So I remember waking up one day, going into work. Uh, my manager had just told me, hey, we just promoted you as the team lead. You get to move into one of these offices with a nice window. Congratulations. And at the end of the day, I told him I quit. The same day that you got the promotion? Yep. How bad did you feel? He felt really bad. He was like, what's wrong? What happened? And oh honestly, which was even crazy, I didn't have an exit meeting. I literally just left. And Wait, but you didn't give them two weeks? No. And that's something I would never do, but I was just like, and as a professional as I am, I was just done. Actually, he texted me while I was jumping on a plane to meet my partner at the time who, who actually had his own warehouse in Detroit. And he was like, are you coming back in on Monday? And I was like, no, dude, I, I'm done. How, how much money were you making when you made that decision? From e-commerce? Yeah, from e-commerce. Oh, man. So we were spending like eight grand a weekend and we were cranking out about 40K. And it was like, and we were taking home anywhere between 12 to 15K at the cost of goods a weekend. But why do you say a weekend? So you weren't selling uh, We were throughout day. the week, but it was like, that's what was the turning point. I remember one weekend after I came back from an event and we got serious, um, my partner at the time had convinced me to spend $8,000 on ads, on paid advertisement, and we cranked out 32 grand. And then when I got my cut, I was like, what am I doing? Right, Holy you know, shit, and I, and that was it. Where, where did you run uh, run those ads? On Facebook. Facebook ads. Yeah. So you started on Facebook. on Facebook ads. Yep. Started on Facebook. Actually, that same year we generated four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales, and that was from October when I left my job to December. Wow. So three months, you mm -hmm. generated four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Your first three months of doing this. Yes. Dude, let me tell you, you're. I don't want to say that you're lucky because I'm sure you worked hard that, for it. We definitely were lucky. But so. you know that a lot of, pe <laughs> that a lot of people, they envy that. Be like Laz and I, and we lost money for seven months. No, we were, I, I, and what happened was, was coaching, right? I talk about it all the time about, you know, finding those that are doing it and actually getting around them. Because when I went to said event, I found other people that were actually winning, people that were ready to coach, people that were ready to take us on um, as students. And I wanted it that bad I didn't care you know I was already working from 7 in the morning to 6 o'clock in the afternoon and then coming home having a quick meal and then sitting in front of my computer until the next morning and then when it finally happened I was like man could, is life really going to look like this could it look like this is this real matter of fact I didn't even like deposit the money like he get, sent me a check and, was, and I'm like this can't be real and then I was like let me deposit it and then I was like it cleared it's real wow so well, yeah, um, I just wanna I just wanna kind of like backtrack a little bit. Sure. Before you started and before you went to this event that you yeah. like got exposed to this, um, I think it's normal for us to be you know hesitant about oh. these opportunities and kind of think you know mm -hmm. it's human instinct to think that it's you know a scam or that it's not real. <laughs> like you know when we first started we we saw the ads online and we're like. Yo, like these people, oh, start your own business, do this, do that. Like these, they're just stealing people's money. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a pyramid scheme, right? So at what point did you know that it, you know, that it could work? Mm -hmm. And kind of like, how did you get past that hump? Sure. So I've been chasing this since 2007 when my wife and I were still in college. Um, and my first online venture was to make money online by filling out surveys. You know, um, it was a ClickBank product. Um, actually, Ryan Moran, who's now a multi-millionaire, um, you guys see him now. But back then, he used to sell his product, the MySpace um, Cash Bucks, 
where he was teaching people how to run ads on MySpace for ClickBank, pro ClickBank products. And so one of my first products I actually purchased and then started to offer was um, making money through surveys. And so since then, my wife, who, which was my girlfriend at the time, was following this journey with me of, hey, I'm trying to make money online. We got our feet wet with eBay. Um, one of the, the things that I was really good at with eBay um, was buying broken goods and fixing them. So back in college, I didn't have a lot of money, couldn't pay for my books. I would um, buy broken laptops and fix them and sell them out of my dorm room. So, and then we started doing that over time using Craigslist, eBay, and then I was like, hey, let's get into a program. So I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to this point. So when I saw ads back in like 2016 to actually build an online store and actually make money, I was already primed, I was already ready. I'm like, I know people are making money, I haven't made the money yet, but I'm seeing everyone's success. My wife, who always supported me, was just like, hey, just don't lose your T-shirt because I was always losing my T-shirts going in on ventures and they didn't pan out. Um, and so that is when it, it clicked for me. You know, it, you know, I saw an actual ad to actually meet up with some individuals that were actually hosting an event here in Florida. And I was like, wait, I get to meet these individuals in person to make money. You know, I got to do it. And I literally, even though I was making six figures a year, we were struggling, man. We still had credit card debt, student loan debt, car notes. I just retired my wife at the time. So it was one income, house note, you know, and taxes, you know, and it just was like, hey, I got to scrape change, enough change together to be able to do this. And I had to just believe that, listen, this is going to change our life. Yeah. So... So going back to the question, because you sure. said that your wife started working with you, right? Sure. You didn't tell us when she started, but um, when was that point that your wife started to believe in you oh. more? Because when we first started, they don't, but mm. usually, usually something happens. There's a turning point oh, where you, you either buy something or you show them a screenshot of what you're doing. What was the turning point for you that your wife said, okay, like this is real. I still remember coming home and, and telling her I just quit and she lost, she literally lost her mind. And she was like, and it, it was, we had already made the money. We had, we had like made 12 grand in a weekend. And she was like, that's not enough to take care of us for the rest of our lives. You know, we're, you're literally throwing your career away, you know, and even at that point of showing her that we were making the money, um, she wasn't convinced. I think she was convinced when that following week we had in like 10 days, we did like $114,000. Wow. And she was like, wait a minute, what? And then the money was actually in our bank account because we that's, were, and then that's when she was like, wait a minute, you made $114,000 and it's actually in your bank account. And I'm like, yes. And then it was like, how can I help? You know, and her first task was actually managing our Facebook pages, creating content. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So it's when, it, when it actually hit your bank account, that's when she it, When it right? hit the bank account, she was like, wait a minute, what? And it, then it was real. And Reggie's wife is Latina, so everybody knows how spicy <laughs> oh, they man. are. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to, and I, I want to piggyback off what you said. My Mine wasn't my, my wife. I'm not married um, yet. Uh, when I first started, I, I was single, like I, mm -hmm. not even a girlfriend. My Mine was my mom because mm -hmm. I had, I was going to college. I was pursuing mechanical engineering. My mom wanted me to get a master's mm -hmm. and I told her I didn't want to do that, that I was going to do, start doing e-commerce. Yeah. <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, um, yeah, you're, you know, you're just saying that now. You don't really know what you're talking about. Like, right. you just think about it for a few days and like it'll pass by. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was making money, like some money at the time, not, not, not as much as you. Right. But I was making some money 
and I just and I think after she just started seeing the influx of sales, she, it got to yeah. the point where I was doing all these sales. I, I mean, I was inputting all the all the the orders myself, and she saw me doing it. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm fulfilling orders. I can't stop." Uh. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "You know what? I'll help you." And when she started seeing how many orders were coming in, she's like, "Wow, this this stuff actually works." Yeah, it's funny because for me, um, I didn't give a fuck what people thought. I started. I was selling cars at my dad's dealership, and. Uh, some people didn't didn't think that I was going on the right path. Right. Um. Everyone would tell me like, "Oh, what are you doing? Are you just gonna work at the dealership?" And I just didn't give I didn't give a shit. Honestly, I I was doing whatever made me the most money. So once I started doing Shopify and getting sales, I still I don't know what the turning point for me was because I just didn't give a fuck. I really didn't. It for me it was just like I was so laser focused on what I wanted that any outside presence, any influence from the outside was just non-existent for me. I was just going for it because I knew what I wanted and mm -hmm. I didn't care what other people thought about it because it's what I wanted. And I wasn't doing it for them, I was doing it for me. Yep. No, I totally agree with that, totally agree with that. I think um, a lot of us, we worry about what everyone else is going, going to say and it, it stops us from actually going all in. Um, there's been plenty of nights I would pray and I would say, God, please stop showing me this because if it's not real, I don't want to go down this path and waste so much time and be looked at differently. You know, I was the first one in my family to, to like buy a home. I was the first one in my family, besides my parents, um, you know, just, just actually hitting six figures so fast. You know, um, I hit six figures before I was 26 years old. You know, I was married before I was 23. So it was like, hey, I'm on this natural high of success and then I walked away from it all. And so yeah. I was already getting, oh my God, you know, oh my gosh, we, we need to figure out what we're going to do for them or we're going to need to provide for them. Reggie, Reggie has lost it. I, he's really lost <laughs> it. They're like, I, my mother was like, I can't believe you just walked away from your actual career. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I walked away. I didn't have an exit strategy. I didn't even clean up my desk. I just was like, okay, guys. I'll see you guys later. Dude, in, in the balls to not even give a two weeks notice. No. My, my, like, literally. Like you, you, you just cut down all the, all the connections correct. and all the bridges. Just, like, you were not going I was, back. I was like, I'm, I'm not going back. And my, um, my boss and supervisor, they both were calling me. And they couldn't. They were like, what happened? We need to figure out, you know. And I'm going to be honest with you. I loved everything about that, that. I loved everything about my career. And they were very supportive. And when I said, hey, I'm leaving to go focus on e-commerce, they said, you know, they, I, they, I think you need some time off. Yeah, you know? I, I, they, they probably just, thought you were, I think right. you're making a mistake. Correct, yeah. and that's what they, uh, basically they were like, hey, I think you, um, you need some time off, and they literally held my position open. Like, wow, the entire, like, like for the three months we were working in e-commerce, I still had a job. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I mean, if that's not definition of burning your boats, basically, I, I, I burned my bridge. There's, where's, where's that? That quote's like, oh, to take the island, you gotta burn the boats. Yeah, like that's that's it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. You gotta make it work, or you or you gotta make it work. I think for me, I think a lot of people, you do not need to quit your job to go all in on e-commerce. <laughs> let me just let me explain that. I think I I think everyone, when you have, for me, I already had experience success, and and the success for me was like making that much money in a weekend. I'll, you know, it was a turning point. Either I'm going to stay comfortable in this cubicle all day, every day, which I was making 32 to $35 an hour for eight hours, or I'm going to build stores nonstop and they're going to generate me that money. 
And, you know, every hour that I was at work, I was checking sales. I'm looking at them. My phone is just changing. People are like, what's going on? And I had headphones on with with my um, my Surface my Surface Pro 2 watching gurus talking about their experiences and their vacations while I'm supposed to be talking to customers. Don't don't hurt me if you guys are hearing me. <laughs> and it was it was it became an, an obsession, an addiction. Um, I truly feel that e-commerce can be a drug. You know, we, we said this earlier. Um, it's funny when someone has an actual drug addiction addiction, they find a way to get their fix. Yeah. They find a way to get their fix. But that's the same thing with e-commerce. We find a way to make it happen. And a lot of you guys have yet to accept that it's possible. And I don't know what it's going to take for you to like take the leap of like this can change your life. And that I think that's a, that's a good segue. I, I want to ask what would be your, I guess, best piece of advice for someone who's debating whether or not to start an e-commerce um like what would you tell them to you know do should they start on the side as while they're working should they like be you know right after work devote like the rest of their time to e-com like what would be your best piece of advice i think there's three things i would tell someone that's that's um on the fence one if you have gotten to this point where the idea of making money online is attractive seek it Okay, seek it to the point where it becomes an obsession. Number two, understand that your spouse, significant other, your family initially are not going to support you. Knowing that right away will save you the heartbreaks, the the nights of, hey, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing, the looks, because you're already already preset that, hey, they're not going to support you right away. And then number three, surround yourself with those that are doing it right and literally be active right not just waiting i have a lot of people that are in my dms that i keep in my dms that are not doing anything they're waiting for me to tell them the magic the magic button or the secret sauce you know come to the table with something tell me what you have been doing not what you not what you want to do yeah and you know we get we get a lot of people like that right what you just said about that just do something a lot of people who spend hours just searching up videos on youtube or or wherever it is that they're getting their information from and they just never do anything with it uh, if they don't run the first ad they're never going to go anywhere. never 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 we, we, i mean we looked at videos and stuff for about two weeks until we ran our first ad yep. but you have to just go into it spend the money and go in people people they just look at it from the outside and they know it's a good idea but they're just too scared to go in. And I think that's a, a huge hurdle that a lot of people don't overcome. They just keep going to their nine to five job, keep working, 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 even though they don't like it, even though they know it's a good idea. They say, yeah, I can make a lot of money with that, but they're just too scared to actually go in. It's one of people's uh, biggest issues. I think, right, I, I have a couple of friends right now, master's degrees, bachelor degrees, associate's degrees, that have been working a job for maybe 15 years and the job just let them go. Right. That's insane. Every every quarter at my previous employment, we, they would call it trimming the fat. If you weren't yeah. if you weren't you know lifting your numbers, if you weren't getting the sales, if you weren't you know um, productive, they were trimming the fat. Anytime bonus time came around, you knew someone was leaving, and you would ask yourself, Hey, did I do enough? Did I make it? Did I do enough calls? Did I did I make enough sales? Because you wouldn't know until that week of. And so, you know, anybody that is comfortable and you believe that you have security, understand that you can be replaced. 
I worked for a numerous amounts of corporations where they were bringing in um, at, at my t- at, during my time younger students to take over CEOs, CFOs. Okay, I'm talking about multi-million dollar companies, billion dollar companies, international, where we're replacing executives with pretty much interns. We were interns. I worked in project management for a little bit, and I would watch executives being walked out every day, and we were taking over their jobs. So if you're comfortable and you feel that you have that security and you have yet to build something while the time is good, while things are good, you're going to put yourself at risk because people are losing their jobs. Yeah. You know, my father-in-law, um, he worked for, again, a multi-billion dollar um, just aerotech company, and every three or four years, layoffs would happen. But while times were good, he told me to make sure he make sure I invest the money. So he would go and buy a home every single time money was good while he was working. Now he's been laid off for about five years, and now his properties are supporting him. Yeah. Nothing is promised. Yeah. And that's why e-commerce and, and Shopify and your program and everything else makes the most sense to me. It's a way out. It's a way to have some type of security blanket. Okay? Yep. Yep. I wanted to ask you. So a lot of people think that you need a lot of money to start running ads. Mm -hmm. And this just came to my mind because I think that's false. I think that you can get started in e-commerce with no money. I agree. But listen, mm. listen to me really quick, right? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you start off by building an audience. All you need is an audience. That's it. You need a product, okay? You need a good product. You need to build an audience around the product for free, organically, mm-hmm. and then you sell it to them. I, I'll give you a prime example. Um, my mother um, has been retired for maybe 10 years now. Um, she makes 30 grand a month from Facebook groups. Wow. Zero website zero following and she makes 30 grand a month Ex- explain okay you guys are like what so for five years my wife and I were both vet techs including my mother I love oh, animals said again Veter- uh, veteran um, veterinary techs technicians okay so we would handle animals and so during that time my mother decided to learn how to breed dogs so my mother breeds dogs and matter of fact she has transporters that picks dogs up from here in Florida and brings them to Connecticut Then she breeds the dogs, and then she flips the dogs. So before I left, my mother sold a $5,000 dog, which she bought for like $2,000 earlier this year. And that dog is constantly making money for her because she breeds the dog all the time. She literally goes on Facebook groups, and she actually posts pictures of her dogs, not selling them, just saying, look at some of my pups. And people contact her, and she closes them on a spot. She does this every single month. She makes anywhere between 20 to 30 grand selling her dogs. No website, no audience, but she understands that she has a product and she understands exactly where her audience is and she knows exactly how to communicate with them. Wow. So, in reality, there's no excuse. No. There's no excuse. That's crazy. That, I mean, that's more than what a lot of people make. I mean, you have oh. to kind of be a doctor to, to be making that type of money that your grandmother is making by selling dogs. And just so that we're on the same page, she is cleared all three of her mortgages from her multi-properties just by selling dogs. Wow. Okay, so... That's impressive. So exactly, her property, she's getting money from her property, she's getting money from her dogs, and, then, and she's enjoying her time. And she's doing what she loves. So there's money to be made hand over fist. A lot of us, were, we're overcomplicating it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that is, that's insane. I actually want to check real quick the, how much time we have left on the, uh, uh -oh. can you check Richard real quick? We're going to send Richard over there to check. Mm. Um, usually how these, how these things go is that we film, what are we at? I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Uh -oh. You can also look at the camera. Um, usually the way that these go is that we do, um, 24. 24. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we're good. Um, usually the way that these go is that we, um, do these YouTube where we have these cameras on sure. so we can kind of like see how they can see our expression, see how we're doing. And then we shut that off and we go onto an audio only section where we, oh, nice. that we just kind of rapid fire questions. It'll be yes or no. Yeah. It'll be like, so, it'll be some hard controversial questions. I'm maybe, all about it. And yeah. you just answer truthfully. <laughs> some of them, some of them are funny questions. You know, we'll just ask like, just kind of shoot the shit. Um, but that's kind of the way it goes. So I think we're going to wrap up YouTube. Um, before we go, guys, make sure you smash the like button, uh, subscribe, and comment. Let us know what you guys want to learn about. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about Reggie's uh, story. I mean, that's that's awesome, man. I'm super happy for you. I'm very proud of how far you've come. I'm glad I, I was able to help you along the way Amen. in your journey. Amen. Um, but yeah, super happy yeah. for what you're doing, man. Yeah, guys, uh, um, just one last thing. I had their course for almost two years and did nothing with it, right? So execution is key, yeah. okay? It took, it took one of my friends, Carrie Ann, to say, hey, I'm tired of Facebook, Google's the way, these guys have helped me get, in, get into the course, get into the group and be active for us to be here. And eight months later, we're just under $800,000, you know, just starting our store this year. Wow, insane. Wow. Man, I'm super happy. Super happy for you. Bro, you deserve it though. Honestly. Thank you. You yeah. you work you work really hard and we see it. So you deserve it. I mean it wasn't it wasn't just a course. The course right. helped you, but also your your work ethic. I mean you, you can see it. So Thanks. congrats, bro. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of the hardest. I mean you, you see it. It's people who are always asking questions, the most active, trying to reach out, trying to, you know, you know, experiment too, because you've exper you, you experiment and you share your findings with people, you know, like I'm trying to do this, this isn't really working, but I'm gonna try to do that. You know, you're not just, you're, just, you're not trying to just take, you're giving back as well, which, you know, we really appreciate that too. Um, answering questions, um, sharing with the community, it's, it's honestly like really amazing. Guys, let's go. Yeah, so next section. We're gonna we're gonna dive into the rapid fire Q and A. So if you're following along, go ahead down below in the description and you can click the link. I think there's a link yeah. to uh, podcast, whatever. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all Ooh. major podcasts. So if you want to listen to us, we're there as well. Um, and yeah, we're gonna go ahead, Johnny, cut it, and. We are now into the audio right, so only no, section. No more, no more videos. <laughs> no more videos. I agree. You can look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, we, you can, you can relax. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can lay back. You can do whatever, whatever you want. Um, so, ra uh, this is rapid fire questions. We're gonna ask you the questions. Answer as right. truthfully as you can. Don't try to dodge the questions because we've had that before. Yeah. And we'll ask you some, some good questions. Laz, you can take it away. I don't have anything written down, so. Oh, I don't have anything written down either, but I, before before the podcast started, I was, I was listening to Reggie um, give some life advice, and it just it just hit home, you know. I like I, I was I, when he started saying this stuff, I was like, "Damn, why why haven't I heard this before?" You were talking about the three H's and yes. the three F's. 
Yes. Before I got married, um, I was told, uh, I was shown the writing on the wall um, about the three H's and the three F's. So uh, a wife's job, okay, um, is to make sure her husband is happy. Um, You know, if he's hungry, you know, just obviously, you know, we got to take care of him. And and, and if he's horny, to make sure she handles her business. So (laughs) ultimately, that means she must feed you. She must fuck you and knows when to leave you the fuck alone to keep. (laughs) So that's it. Basically, that's it. I just thought that was that was hilarious. I I just had to, you know, share that with the people because I'm sure they want to know about definitely, definitely, you know, you know. (laughs) All right. My question is, it's not, this, is, this one's not that hard. What, what do you do for fun? Because every time we talk, we're just talking about business. But what do you do for fun? Like, and I'm not just saying like family fun. Like, what do you really like to do for fun? Yeah, so I asked myself the same question. So my happiness and fun comes from helping others. Okay. Right? So I, I don't play video games like I used to back in the day. Um, I do like working out. I do love um, teaching martial arts, but in all aspects of my life is giving it back, right? So my family's happiness, my, the people I'm talking to, the people I'm working with, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me happy. So, yeah. Damn, I like it. I like it. Um, so... I'm boring, by the way. That's basically it. That's it. That's it. I'm boring as shit. That's it. Um, the, my 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 next question is: uh, So you are a third degree black belt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought about competing in mixed martial arts competitions? I know you did say you yeah, you, you 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 did. Um, I, I guess kind of driving it a little bit back. Do you follow the UFC? Yeah. Who do you, who are your favorite fighters? I mean, who do you enjoy to watch? Let's see. So Cyborg, I like more of the women aspects. So okay. Cyborg, um um there's a couple other individuals, Roddy Ronda, let's see who else. Um it's a couple other Yeah, no, I know. No. There's a couple other different individuals, but basically for me, anything I think the the reason why I like those sports mm-hmm. is there's a mindset behind it. There's a level of submission, right? So just like in business, right? You know, when are you going to submit and say this, you've had enough, right? And so, you know, those individuals that are training, they're, they have committed that, listen, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser, right? And so that's the reason why I will enjoy just watching a fight. I don't really watch it as often, but I'll catch it. And I would say to myself when someone loses, hey, you know, did they think they were going to lose? Did they train enough? Did they kind of bullshit their regiment? And those that won, you know, what did it take for them to win? Right. right. And so just like my training, I'm going to tell you this last test that I just um, I, I just went through was very challenging. You know, um, I've actually was given my walking papers to start getting ready a year ago and I didn't start training into the last six weeks. Wow. And it was by far the hardest six weeks because there's, um, in my case, I had to run a mile, do 100 jumping jacks, do 50 push-ups, 50 squats, a 50 lunges, two-minute leg lift, a plank before my test start. Mm-hmm. And if you failed at any point, um, the test was over. Got it. Right? Wow. And so, and then you have to wait another year mm-hmm. before you can actually be entered into the system. But the whole point was to see if I was going to quit. 
right? right if yeah. he was going to quit, you know, how far is he willing to go? And I wanted to quit every single section of that test. <laughs> They're okay? trying to break you. Yes, they were trying to break me. The actual, the theme of the test is indomitable spirit, wow. right? To see if I have enough spirit to go on, to go beyond hurt, to get yeah. what I want. Yeah, I think I think also with um, mm-hmm. with just martial arts in general, sure. it's very, uh, I would say something that's very humbling. Right? Yes, definitely right? keeps you like, humbling. Yeah. Um, cause there's always somebody who's, who's always better than you, better than you always. So it leaves you in a, in a place where like, Oh, I think I'm good. All right. Here comes, here comes Bobby over here. That's Correct. just kicking ass, taking names. That's right. So, I mean, I, I think that's, it's one of the best things that, you know, a young person can probably do. It's oh, very, definitely to build discipline, character, all that good stuff. It's, you know, next question. You guys need to spice it the fuck up. All right. Oh, you guys are getting boring. So if this is just a yes or no one, sure. but I've learned this through my good friend Neil. Yep. Did you know that black people get cheaper CPMs on Facebook? No. I fucking hate. I hate you guys for that. I didn't know that shit. I definitely didn't know that. If you post a picture of a black person versus me, I'm a Hispanic person. Yep. You will get a cheaper CPM than me. I'm so fun fact: to, whenever you're doing any out. advertisements on Facebook, black people get cheaper CPMs. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. I can it. tell you, I can tell you some funny shit, man. Going, Go on, going into that, so my wife's brand when we first started, um, you know, um, we were testing everything. We were just we didn't know what we were doing on Facebook, um, and we realized that for uh, the, to make the money, we had to think black. Right. Okay. And okay. you're like, well, wait a minute, you're black, so you should know black. But no, 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 no. We had to think black. OK, so we had to think of all the movies that black people were into, all the actors black people were into, all the artists black people were into. And that's what made us the money. Right. Wow. And then when we wanted to get rid of the ratchet people that were causing us chargebacks, we had to start to think about them rich black folks, them rich the niggas, rich black <laughs> folks. them rich, rich Dude, Negroes. Wait, wait, can you say a story? And you don't have to say what you're yeah, selling sure. or anything. Definitely, definitely. But you, you told us a story earlier about how you act white on the phone oh, definitely. sometimes. Definitely, definitely. When they call you and they're actually racist, they're being racist with you. Sure, sure, sure. So wait, yes. What is your white voice? Oh yeah, so my, 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 you go, Lord. So here's my white voice. Hi, this is John. How can I help you? Okay. Right? And then here's my, here's my black voice. Hey, how we doing? Right? And so, you know, and, and, and believe it or not, you have to create the avatar for your audience. Um, so, yeah, for one of our products, we, we deal with primarily, predominantly um, older white folks, and they can be the most difficult. And, you know, but at the end of the day, they just want information. So I find it easier to deal with the white folks than the black folks. Black folks, they want to know your, your first name, last name, house address, you know, who you know, and, you know, and it's just, it's so much difficult, I hate to say it, to work with black people than it is to work with white folks. And guys, just, no, no one here is racist. We just, we, we That's really, the most racist yeah, shit. We understand our audience, definitely, so we're definitely. able to speak yeah. about it. Definitely. If, if you're just listening to the podcast and you don't, you haven't seen Reggie, Reggie oh, is, Reggie is in fact black. Okay. So, oh God. I, I actually, just to going back on the ad point, um, knowing your audience and knowing their language really did help us actually get our point across and actually make money. Um, we would post a lot of controversial posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but there was a, a video of um, this actor or singer that would um, sing about, you know, she's having this for Thanksgiving, that for Thanksgiving, and everyone made a whole bunch of memes. And so 
ultimately we just followed up with that like could you believe Janet had you know macaroni cheese with you know with ham in it and then you know just that our whole audience was like ah, I can't believe it so if you're ever having a hard time um, you know trying to find content think about all those controversial posts you see yep. um, and just post them on your page wow yeah. wow uh, my next question it's a simple one sure uh, when Reggie goes out to the bar what is he drinking Water. Oh, yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Water. I have a story behind it. I have a story behind it. So I remember back in college, I wanted to get drunk, and I was like, guys, I've never been drunk before. And the next morning, I woke up and I could barely feel my ass. So I wasn't sure exactly what happened, but I know it was it was bright red and I'm dark as shit. And I and I know clearly I got beaten. And so that was the first time I got drunk. The second time I got drunk was um, right before, um, the day before I got married, my, my previous um, employer knew I was hard on cash. I was like actually short on cash. So they decided to have a pool of, they pulled all the cash together, it was about $1,000. But I had to drink a Coke 45 and a pretty much a half a bottle of Jack Daniels in 30 minutes. Um, and oh, I, I chugged both of those things on an empty stomach, got the $1,000, I thought it was fine. And I don't remember how I got to the church, but God was definitely with me. Okay, that's it. I have a cool question. Yeah. You're a third degree black belt. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gotten into a fight? And if you did, did you win or lose? So Street fight, nothing. Yeah, so I haven't, honestly, I think because I'm so humble and I'm always just, um, I have not gotten into a fight since I've been doing martial arts, but I have gotten into... Um, I guess de-escalating, de-escalation situation. So I, you know, to a situation where two individuals were going to fight and I stopped the fight. Okay. Um, and I remember, I remember um, the first time I got bullied in college and I was ready to fight. And I thought bullying would be over, you know, in college. And when I got right, right, bullied right. in college, I was ready to fight. I had, you know, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I decided to wear my karate pants. I was only studying karate for like three, four months at the time. And my instructor was like, all right, if you're gonna fight, at least fight in the ring. And um, yeah, I got my butt kicked. It was, it was horrible. Wait, you fought in the ring? Yeah. By the, with the bully? Yeah, with the bully. So he, he bullied you and you said, hey, let's take it to the ring let's take and it to let's the ring. fight. And yeah, he, and I got accepted. my ass kicked. And he accepted. Yep. And then I fought him again, and then he lost, and then we're best of friends. Wow. Dude, yep. that's a crazy story. <laughs> good times, good that's times. A crazy story. Good times. Yep, good times. Um, uh, I, had, I had a good question. Do, just completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm running low on questions here. Sure. So, so I'm just gonna, long, you're going to be called Good Guy Reggie. Good Guy Reggie. Because <laughs> you drink Lord. water, you don't get into fights, you de I don't get into fights. No, no, no. Well, you I, know. I think it's normal. Like, whenever you do, like, any type of martial art, it's sure. like, you know, you're, you're not trying to fight anybody. No, I... Most I, of it is just, like, trying to... No, but it depends on the person. Some people, they do martial arts, and they're like, all right, now I can fuck people up. So I let's have, go to a I bar. I have that mindset. I do Dude, have that mindset. I've met, I've met people that are like that. I do have My, that mindset. I have a cousin that's like that. I do have that mindset, it, so definitely. But I, I honestly, I think it, it, honestly, if someone said, hey, do you want to spar? I'm all about sparring. You know, I don't walk around like, hey, I'm a third degree black belt because at this particular level, you're not looking for recognition, right? So obviously recognition, you know, is, is shown by your actions, 
right? Yeah. So I don't walk around and say, hey, I'm a 30-degree black belt. Do you want to fight? No, it's like, hey, you know what? If you're having a bad day, hey, take a chill pill. You know, things happen. But, you know, don't get me wrong. When I'm stressed out, I fuck like, like it's no, no tomorrow. That's one of the things I do. My wife and I, we have a spicy-ass sex life. Oh, Easy. shit. Like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. That's right. That's right. He's like, that oh, turn. Like, turn. He's like, that turn. This that definitely turn. So that's how we do it. That's how we get down. Guy, that's, that's one of the things. Good guy Reggie drinks water. That's right. And he fucks, doesn't fight. That's right. There you go. Or as my mother-in-law says, she says, make love, not war. Here it is. <laughs> That's it. Uh, That's so it. yeah, I guess I, I'm. I yeah, should, should we good. should we wrap that up? I'm, I I wanna I wanna leave it on that. Note. <laughs> that, that note. Let's just end it, end it there. Uh, that's about it for the podcast, guys. Um, if you're watching, if you're listening now, you wouldn't be watching. You'd be listening on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Give us five stars as always. Um, yeah, Reggie, any last words, guys? Get just I I mean we're we're. Just regular people doing some big shit. So I don't know what is wrong with you guys, but just just fucking do it. Like, like, like I, I just can't tell you. Just fucking do it. And so. we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. We appreciate you for coming on and joining us on the podcast.